With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ozzy Ardiles and Ricky Veer. Welcome, welcome. Right, yes. Osvaldo Ardiles and Ricky Villa here uh, on the Spurs show. And uh, this is not a boring question at all. This is going to be really... Uh, Ricky, Ricky, I'm going to ask you for... Oh, uh, actually, right. Rick, we'd like to start when you two first met in the training camp with the national squad leading up to the 1978 World Cup in Argentina. It was a Peruvian player who actually links you to, right? Cubillas, was it? Cubillas of Peru. As Ricky, you played with him in Florida, didn't you, after leaving Spurs? Yeah, Cubillas. Ozzy, why is he such an important player in your career? Cubillas. I don't have the latest clue what you were talking about, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's here all week. Try the veal. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, I don't know. I didn't meet, write them. We meet. I didn't write them. We met with Ricky in 1975, to be honest. The well, first time that we played against Cubilla was in 1977. He was playing. He was a wonderful player, in fact. Uh, in fact, he was your friend, Ricky, after, when he left his Spurs. Yeah? Yeah. Well, oh, this is another wonderful story. When Ricky left his Spurs, you remember in 1980... No. <laughs> no, 85. What year? 85. When Ricky left. Ricky was playing the best football of his career. You remember after the, the, some kind of lucky goal in the FA Cup. Uh, yeah. An easy goal. It was a very easy goal. Yeah. And it's yeah. still Ricky Bill. I'm sure he will tell you later on. So. <laughs> anyway, Ricky... Ricky had a very difficult start in Tottenham, to be perfectly honest. I mean, the first two years and so on, he was, he was pretty crap, to be honest. Uh, 
it was a little bit, a little bit like Lamela. It, it took me quite a long, long time to. Worse than Lamela, it was. Yeah. Well, I will say, give me Lamela anytime. Yeah. <laughs> so Ricky was. It was very, very difficult for him to adapt to the to the English space, to to everything connected with English football and so on. And but and and, and then in eight, in the uh, eighty eighty one season, he was very badly injured, but so 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 bad he was in, in the knee and so on that, in fact, the club recommended Ricky to to, to give up football. So in that way, he would receive some kind of money for I not playing it. football anymore. Yeah, it, this is this is how bad it was. So I mean, not a lot of people thought that Ricky was going to to recover, and even if he recovered, he carried on playing the way that he was playing. Well, we didn't we didn't like it really. Not make any difference. Ricky came back, and I remember the game that he came back. He came, we came back. He came back against Everton at home. We were struggling a bit. He was in the bench. He came back. He scored the two goals for us. It was brilliant. And from then on, we're bomb. Immediately after, you're talking about one month after the the semi-final come against the uh, Wolf. I mean, the best thing that happened in this, that semi-final is the second goal that they scored, the penalty. You remember David Thomas and so on. We wanted to kill him. You wanted to kill him. Absolutely. In fact, that was that was an incredibly. It was brilliant. Now it's my friend. It now meant it. <laughs> Yeah. It yeah. meant that we had to play the second game at Highbury. Wow. Yeah. To win at Highbury is always very wonderful, but we, we play at, at Highbury semi-final, 3-0, he scored two goals, two wonderful goals as well, and confident, mm, starting to, to grow and so on. And I remember that game for maybe for the wrong reason, but some of you maybe have been there and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. So we won the game very convincingly and so on. And after that, all our supporters, of course, they, they didn't want to leave the place. Everybody was destroying the place. They were destroying the goal. Yeah, Destroying why? the grass, destroying absolutely everything. Why? And we were in, we were in, the, in the home um, dressing room. And we were doing the same, destroying the bloody place. Uh, uh. Oh, it was it was it was a wonderful, wonderful night. So much that, so much that at the end of the day, the chief of police, the chief of police in charge, he he came to the to the dressing room and and we were oops, boy, boy, easy, easy, easy. So oh, hello, chief of police, and he said, please, can you come to the, can you come and talk to the to to your supporter and tell him to please go home, the party's <laughs> over and so on. <laughs> of course, we will do that. Where, where we had to go? So we went to the director box. So they give us another <laughs> opportunity to destroy the director box as well. <laughs> it was it was one of the most magical nights in. Uh, it's a in great a night that wasn't it? It was a great night. We're we're going to go back because. It's very rare that you know anyone's in the same room with two World Cup uh, winners. So we're going to go back when you when you first played though in the national team, Mozzie and Ricky. Initially, you were both vying for the same position. Is that right? Before we, we all know, you were both sort of rivals in that national team. No, 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 not exactly. You know, I 
Uh, I play different way of Ozzy. Uh, Ozzy is uh, more around the pitch. You know, he can defend, he can attack. You know. And for me, football is uh, one way, attacking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't play in the side position. Sometimes Menotti uh, say, oh, you can play in the Aussie's position, but I don't have a balance. You know, when, you, when a midfield, uh, you need one midfield to keep the balance in the team, defending an attack. Aussie was great in that, you know, very quick, uh, uh, can start from the back and arrive to the penalty box. Me, a uh, very lazy player, is, uh, <laughs> I, I don't like to run quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I, this was my problem, really, in English football. Uh, and I remember Aussie tell what happened with me. Uh, when we arrived here, uh, the manager never know me very well, what position is the best for Ricky or like that. And he said, you are a, a strong boy, you know, good control of the ball. Maybe uh, we try you play up front. I say, okay. Uh, but... <laughs> I never touch the ball up front, you know, the ball is a long ball uh, in the air. I never touch the ball in midfield as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, we decide maybe after a few games or like that, I can play there and say, Ricky, what is your best position to play? I say, I can play left side midfield. But in England, the left side midfield is run 80 yards about 100 times in, in one game. So yeah. was another problem, you know. I can defend it and I can, at, can attack. So what is my best position? Uh, after a few years, Ossie is playing really well. Uh, play behind front two. Free roll. And this was my, my happy time in the team, you know. <laughs> Uh, not run a lot just to, to play forward <laughs> you're, you're being um, and I never play uh, I never play in between you know I play good and badly and this is really uh, not good for English league because English league uh, you have to to play really seven points every, every game and maybe I play two one game and eight the other yeah, so you're, you're being very modest because Going back to that 78 World Cup winning team, yeah. uh, when the score was announced, I mean, you effectively kept Maradona out of that squad. I know he was very young. No, he's no good player, Maradona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you kept him out of that team. And then going into the tournament, Ozzy, you got quite a bad injury. You must have been worried when you got injured during the tournament that you were going to miss out on, on, on the rest of the games. Do you remember that now? Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> well, yes, it's, it was uh, it was a lot of tension to be honest. In fact, Ricky was injured before the the World Cup. Who Quite get injured? You get injured. Yes, you injured. Yeah, it was. he kicked me and. Uh, <laughs> what you say? Accidental. Accident, but free free stitch in my leg, you know. And <laughs> yes, but um, <laughs> you agree with that. <laughs> Uh, what was the question? You got injured. Injury. injury. You had an injury. You were injured oh, yes, in I one was, of the group matches. I was yes, I was injured in the in the second game against France. So, so I carried on playing and so on, but the injury was aggravated and so on. So the big big question was if I was going to play in the cup final or not. And to be honest, Menotti was. Uh, I mean, I was one of his one of the favorites of Menotti. I had to say, yeah. <laughs> Don't know why, but here we are. 
um, so um, I, for me to play, I had to have an injection in the in, in the toes in in my left one, my left. Uh, you never you never use the left foot, or <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Just for walk. <laughs> Ricky will have to find an hotel tonight. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, yeah, but uh, luckily, I mean, it came it come to, for example, 1966 World Cup, uh, England. When before the World Cup, Jimmy Gray was one of the most, well, no, he was the most optimistic of the player of England. Everybody else, even Bobby Moore, Bobby Charlton, and all the rest and so on, they were a little bit cautious because somehow they were not so, so confident that England was going to win, to win the World Cup. Jimmy Griff, if you knew Jimmy, I mean, you know how he was. What? what are we this, they can, this cannot play. The German cannot play. Whoever it is, they cannot play. We are much, much better. Incredibly optimistic going into the World Cup showing the, the, all his team made the way to, to, to do it, to, to have confidence and, and go for it. And very tragically for him, he couldn't, he couldn't play the final. Uh, and something like that, it was, I mean, yes, before the World Cup, I was a very influential player coming to, to play all the game. Very influential player. I was a very influential player, yes, but maybe not playing the final. When you're talking about the game of your life, maybe you are not going to be able to play it. And that was very much in my mind, to be honest. So... At the end of the day, Menotti went for me, and I knew I was not going to last the 90 minutes, but I, I, I think I played my... I was very, very happy to be in the pitch and to play my little bit of... Oh, mm. my little work I did for Argentina to win the World Cup, and, and it was wonderful. But, but, I mean, before that game, I don't know if you, what age you have, you remember that, that tournament? We all... Well, I remember it. There was the infamous game against Peru, where you had to win the game by four clear goals... I will pass you the ball. I, I will pass the ball to Ricky. Question, sorry. My English is <laughs> I'm not sure you've been really asked good. this a thousand <laughs> times, but at the time, I mean, now in hindsight, rumours are yes, it might have been Scaltieri might have spoken to certain FIFA officials. As players at the time, I know you're very cosseted with what's going on in a World Cup tournament in your own country. Did you have any inkling that something might have been going on behind the scenes? It was uh, one million dollar, the best one million dollar I spent in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very good investment. Yeah. <laughs> um, from the player point of view, absolutely nothing. From, I will say, from the player point of view, from the player point of view, and from the money point of view, absolutely nothing happened. If something happened at the very top, it could have happened. Yes, of course. You can see what FIFA is, and and you can see, I mean, at the time, we were, we, we were governed by an incredibly vicious dictatorship. So, uh, I mean, if they, if they did something wrong, uh, they would have done. After saying that, he had to do something. He had to do president to president. At the end of the day, he had to he had to go back to the players because at the end of the day, it's eleven against eleven. Even the, the manager, the manager can yeah, can some kind of funny decision and so on. But at the end of the day, he had to be with the players. And that I believe. This is why I believe that nothing wrong happened. Before the game, we were very, very confident. We we beat Peru away from home, at home, very convincingly, and so on. So when we had to, it didn't look such a big, big thing that we had to do. We knew that we had to score one goal in the first, in the in the first half. If we scored two goals in the first half, we thought that 
Mm. We, we got it. And this is what happened at the end. I mean, the memories at the final, again, I was 11 or 12 at the time. I remember the final against Holland. Love to get your memories on this. The game was delayed because René van der Kerhoff had a um, plaster on his, his arm. Van der Kerkhoff, And yeah. it was, in fact, you that sort of dobbed him to the, the referees. You turned to your, your captain, Passarella. Yes, and quite and rightly. Said, and quite, and quite bloody rightly as well. He was, he was, <laughs> he was a very strong thing here. And, and, I mean, you, you could be hurt. To be perfectly honest, in that, in that particular incident, if I knew what happened after and so on, I, I, should, I would say, well, no, I, I'm not getting involved in that because I don't want, don't want to be involved. Football is much, much more important than that. But to be perfectly honest, they were a little bit naughty. When something like that happened, Gary Mauer, remember when Gary Mauer was playing with the, yeah. with the mask yeah. and so on? We had to inform the, um, the referee before the game. It's the same thing. When you put anything that is not connected with your play, you have to inform the referee. The referee informed the other manager. If the other manager has some kind of uh, op, I don't like this, or whatever it is, the referee at the end of the day has to make a decision. The Dutch guys, they didn't do anything. They just, just went, went and said, well, we're, he's going to play like that. So when we noticed that, I noticed that, to the captain, to Menotti, and so on. So it was a big, big scene, and so on. At the end of the day, the referee said, okay, I decided he, he can play with that, no problem, and we play again. I mean, 15 days later, after winning the World Cup, you're on your way to Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, what are your memories... Look, I mean, that was a long Ooh. time ago. Looking back, what was your perspective? I mean, there's so many stories our Spurs fans have heard. I mean, the story I heard was that this guy called Harry Haslam of Sheffield United was trying to buy Maradona to go to Sheffield United. And we heard from uh, Keith Birkinshaw uh, on the last show we did that yeah, Terry Neal was trying to sign you both for Arsenal. What were your memory at the time you just won the World Cup in your country and all of a sudden you get a phone call going meeting now guy from London come along what was your, your memory of, of that extraordinary day this is historia for, for Ossie because he is he say in that in 78 I understand English I can talk with Keith Burkinshaw uh, okay Ossie you are my agent you know oh, and he know yeah. what happened yeah. in this day come on you tell the truth <laughs> well, yeah, Terry Neal and Arsenal, absolutely no, 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 no. They were never there and so on. Harry Aslam, the yes. The color of the shirt is no. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Aslam, yes, he was involved in the, in the transfer. So uh, Keith Burkinson at the end of the day arrived in, uh, in Buenos Aires and they, my team called me. I was in another city, come, went to Buenos Aires, talked to him. Ricky was... Just, uh, just married, so he was in honeymoon and a special moment. He was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you. Careful. He was unreachable. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so I talked with Keith Burkinshaw. I, in fact, I studied seven years in English when I was young. You can see how good I speak English. <laughs> however very good however I didn't have the slightest clue what he was talking to me not the slightest and he sold me the club he said well Tottenham won the double this that and, and everything wow in London wow wow it's one thing that he never mentioned to me and the thing that he never mentioned to me was that we were coming from the second division 
<laughs> and we were in the second division. We were the third team, no, not yeah. the first or the second, the third team. So that meant that meant that we were going to be the number one favorite to go down. After winning the World Cup, it was not very good to, for my curriculum, say to. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah. In, <laughs> in fact, in fact, it was it was an incredible achievement this this first year. Uh, you know what happened, Liverpool and blah, 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 blah. We feel in the middle of the table. It was an incredible achievement. I don't know how we did that, to be perfectly honest. Well, I know how we did that. We have a genius in our side, that it was Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> Glenn was... Thank God. We helped him a little bit. <laughs> but he didn't receive a lot of more, more help from the rest of the team. Anyway... <clears throat> So, uh, so he was there, and so I eventually I, I reached Ricky, and I said, Ricky, hey, hello, we are going to Tottenham. I get married. He said, what? <laughs> Tottenham in England? <laughs> London? London? What? What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> so he was not very, say, happy about it. <laughs> so I went to Plan B. You like Plan B? Mauricio Pochettino, Plan B? Plan B. I talked with the wife, Cristina. Cristina... London, beautiful shopping area. <laughs> Cristina said, no way. I, absolutely no way I'm going to London. I want to live in Argentina. I want to be here and so on. So, plan C. Plan C, come back to talk to Ricky and so on. And little by little, so we arrived here. One day we, did, we came for the medical. Again, Tottenham put, Tottenham put us in a, in a hotel kind of in Enfield. <laughs> oh, classy. We've always been classy. We respect Enfield, but... Where is London? We were one day and a half only in England, so we wanted to see the Big Bang, Buckingham Palace, and... So we did a medical, and the second day we leave about, say, 5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, so we, we have breakfast very quickly from in Enfield, to the car, it took a bloody ages, the bloody traffic, and so on. So <laughs> we arrive here in Offord Street, and Offord Street, Regent Street, and we look a little, oh, nice shop, and so on. Back to Argentina. <laughs> so this is, that was our introduction uh, to, to England. But how long did it take, I mean, hindsight to settle in? I mean, there's a famous story when you had a day off and you said, let's go into central London, take me to Howard's, and you ended up in Harrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know the history. No navigator, you know, was a funny situation. Come on. Yeah, the, the Argentinian council invite us to for for dinner. I said, well, yeah, of course we go we go to your house. What is your house? Well, it's a bit difficult. It was in London, Central London, my fair, and so on. So, what about if we meet in 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 Harrods, in the Harrods, in the, in the main door? I said, wow, yeah, of course we're going to find that and so on. No navigator, no nothing. So Ricky was driving. I was with the bloody map and <laughs> and uh, anyway. So we come from. From where we were, again, we were in Hertfordshire, whatever it was, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we are coming to London and we started to see big lights, big buildings. So, Ricky, we are, in the, we are in the right place. However, just to go to Harrods, it was kind of impossible. We, where is, we couldn't do it. And suddenly it was a police car. It was a police car there. And so, oh, Ricky, stop, stop, stop here. So, the police, and then say, uh, hello, uh, Mr. Policeman, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Bossy and Ricky, blah, blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> cool. Great. Can you tell us how to go to Harrow? Yeah, Harrow, yes, yeah, follow us, follow us, follow us. 
We follow them. All the lights is starting to be no light, no nothing, and we arrive in bloody Harrow. Near, near Hydro, whatever it was. Nothing wrong with Harrow. I said, Ricky, uh, I think we are in the wrong, <laughs> we're in the wrong track here. Eventually, right. we, we find so, our back. Talking of, let's move forward now. You've joined Tottenham Hotspur. We all remember the, the second division we've come up. You just won the World Cup. What was it like when you met your fellow teammates? I think it was pre-season in Norway, I think, for memory. What was your first impression of the players then? <laughs> I, I know you touched on it briefly, but you know, what, what, what was it like to show up and, uh, and, and meet the, 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 that current Tottenham team and these are your teammates? Everything was new, you know. Every, every player in Argentina want to play in Europe because the prestige and maybe the money is a, is a folk in Europe. We never expecting play in England, you know, maybe Italy, maybe Spain, but this happened when we signed for a spur. And we arrived to the, to the training camp before the, the season and it's, uh, everything was new. Uh, it's very difficult to, to train with 30 people around and you can understand one word. And mm. really, uh, the, the good thing, uh, we, we, I alone, Osia, Osia alone me all the time, you know, and, and we have to copy sometimes what is the player doing because maybe the coach say, okay, cross the ball. What, uh, and we see the player cross the ball and we follow, follow them. Everything was uh, very difficult because uh, I don't understand the language. I can't write, write the paper, listen the radio, television, you know. I say, this is a different world, really. It's not the world I, I lived before. Uh, this happened, but the good scene was the, the English people in the club treat us brilliant. You know, try help uh, every day. You know, we have the, the, the people to learn English, uh, uh, but it was very hard. Even I can uh, understand the English football, you know. Uh, it was a, a very hard time, but the good thing, we come in with us together and we're fighting to prove we can play in English league. And this takes me about, you say, two years? Three. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> La Mela have a good credit, you know. <laughs> we are right, yeah. In fact, we arrived in Holland. This is where we have our pre-match, uh, pre-season -pre tour, and so on and so on. And I remember what Ricky said to me, that this, his first, the first thing he said about the players. He said, what are you saying, Ricky? How, how the players? And Ricky said, they are crap. <laughs> <laughs> and they were. <laughs> we have, fortunately for us, we have some, ge some gems. How you call it? Gems? Some Beautiful play. Glenn Hoddle was one, of course. And the other one is TVP, TV Perryman. So uh, the team is starting to, to revolve about these players. And little by little, all the other players were changed. And, and we started to suddenly, you remember that we're talking about 1978, very, very soon after, Tony Galvin arrived from nowhere, Grant Robert arrived from nowhere, Paul Miller arrived from Norway back to Tottenham from nowhere, Chris Hutton, Chris Hutton as well. And suddenly, and, and, and then we becoming, the second season was much, much better. We come to the third season. 
and the thing that we needed at that time it was it was two front players and it was Steve Archibald and Gaff Crooks and, and then we were yeah. we were a wonderful team. I have to say very, very proud to be in that team in the way that we play, in the way that uh, it was so different mm-hmm. of what English team were doing. Um, you remember it was to fight against the long ball, the Wimbledon, the Watfords and Arsenal. I mean that eighty. That eighty. I mean you're right. That team then started to click from what went before. Hmm. So that eighty eighty one team. Obviously, we all. Well, most of us remember the the, the, the extraordinary cup run. We'll, we'll talk about the final in a minute. But looking back, what was your memory of the actual cup run? Now, uh, going up to the uh, after the, the up to the after the Wolves game. Was there something in the club? We could. I mean, we had some lucky draws, didn't we? In hindsight, we played some of the lower league teams. Lucky draw, lucky draw. We play a draw. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, have to, you always have to, you have to help the luck. You can have all the luck in the world, but to, to be in, if you are in the final, you have to win all the game before and so on, sometime at home, sometime away and so on. I remember the other day, just for completely an accident, I, I, I watched the game, we play Aston Villa at home, for the cup, and it was an incredibly good team, uh, Aston Villa. We won one nil at the end, but it was an incredible game. So um, it was not only the cup; we were becoming a team. And I, I will say, even better than the 1981 team was the 1981-82 team, because suddenly we have Ricky with, in full flow with a lot of confidence after the goal and so on. So suddenly midfield is only, normally speaking, they have to mark Glenn and me and okay, but now they have to, to mark Ricky as well. It was impossible. And some of the games, some of the games in Europe as well, Feyenoord, Ajax, Bayern Munich and so on. It's, this is all, 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 all the kind of game for the other thing. UEFA Cup final, for example, the same thing. Easy run. Oh, you win the final, easy run. Easy run, what are you talking about? How you split away from home, Bayern Munich, Feyenoord, Ajax and, and many other, Barcelona sometimes. So it was uh, it was incredibly tough. But 1981-1982 was probably one of the best things I ever played. I was so so proud to play the team. It was so easy to play this thing. Just give me the ball, I give it to you, give it back. And I mean, we only concentrate really for two or three games in in all the season. This is how good this team was. But and it was a pity, really, it was a big, big big pity. At the end of the day, we only won the FA Cup against QPR that, that particular year and so on. We should have won a lot more things. Yeah, yeah. Go, I mean, absolutely. But going back to the, the uh, before the um, 81 Cup win, both your contracts were running out before the final. And according to you in your, your book, Ricky, you thought the Cup final would probably be your last game for Tottenham. Why was that? You didn't think the club was going to keep you? Uh, this happened, uh, really, I, what I t- tell you before, was uh, very difficult for me, the England, uh, the English football, and I get bad injured. I come back, what the Aussies say, just one game before the f- semi-final, you know, and I come in uh, confident. I don't know why, uh, but I play one game, was uh, Everton at home, you, you mentioned, and I play the first game semi-final away, Sheffield, Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday was the stadium, and I play the second uh, in the, what stadium was? Uh, I don't remember. And I, I score great goal, and for me, for me, the team, this, this night, played great. 
Uh, I don't remember we have a performance like this night. Everyone played 10 points, you know, and I just was very lucky to, to score the goal. And everything changed. Uh, if, if you going back, I only play well in the replay. In semi-final and yeah, the final, you know? uh, and, the, and this changed completely my, my life in England. After we win the FA Cup and I scored the winning goal, yeah. uh, I changed my life in England. I, I say I, I scored great goal in the right place and the right moment. You go, I mean, go yeah, to, you did. Oh, magic. Oh. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the cup final, and obviously we come to the, the moment that changed your, your life. The first game, uh, the first game, the hundredth anniversary, the hundredth centenary of the cup final. Can, can we go to the second? The first game. Can we go to the second? Well, we will, but let's talk about Don't the first waste, because most of us were that first game. Don't waste in time. Come we did, on, we didn't. Sh- we didn't show up though. Did we? That first game, Aussie. What happened? Do you think tactically? I mean, we we let's, we, we you know it wasn't a good performance. What happened between the first game and, and what was changed uh, yeah, for, us, yeah, for, for the replay? Question. Can you remember? Everybody what? believe I only, me play badly, but some other player as well or not? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a joke, it's a joke. Jerry Gow. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> what, the first I game forget. against Man City, oh, the one or... No, we, nothing, nothing changed, nothing changed at all. It was the same thing. The only thing that changed is Ricky wake up. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we played the first game, and, and to be perfectly honest, they were more prepared for the game in the way that they knew exactly they had more experience in, in this, in this <clears throat> kind of games. They make it very, very physical, and, and we struggle a little bit, yes, of course. And, we were lucky to survive the first game. In the second game, we, we said, well, if we are going to win this game, we have to take the game. We have to play in our, what we want to do. So the more football was in the second game, the better it was for us. The more violence, the more friction in the second game, it was going to be better for, for them. So from the very first moment, we, uh, we decided, well, we, we have to play football. We have to play as much football as possible. And of course, for that, it was, it was crucial that Ricky had to be because in the final, it's a very fine dividing line, winning and losing. So we, we needed everybody to be absolutely great. And Ricky was absolutely great. That I mean, when he scored the first goal, that gave him a lot of confidence, you can see. I mean, after saying that, I mean, when we, in the first game, we played the first game, and Ricky wake up in the morning, and he said to me, well, Ozzy, I don't really feel like playing today. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> Ricky, it's a cup final, it's a... It was at Wembley. It was like at Wembley. It was live for, to Argentina. We talked with our parents and uh, our friends, and I don't really feel like oh bloody hell. So <laughs> I knew him, so I know when he was in this kind of way. And this, in the second game, he was pumped. How do you feel? Wake up in the morning, bro, before his cigarette. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> How do you feel? Oh, I feel great. <laughs> but we had to, and that was the difference. But we had Steve Perman on this very stage a few years ago, and he said after the first game, he, he said to Keith Birkinshaw, don't play Ricky, and, and bless him, Keith Another Birkinshaw. Another good friend of mine. Well, Birkinshaw was at our last show, and he said no. I went straight up to Ricky and said, you're playing the next game. And then Peter Shreve's been on the show and said, I took Ricky out, the band were playing, and we started lobbing the ball over the band to get the confidence. But what we all remember, don't, well, forget... Even in that game Absolute, where you scored early, a- absolutely, we bo- were still absolutely bollocks. Two- 
So what's your what's your take on it? What do you remember? On it? That's not true. That's no, no, no. But this guy becoming old, keep holding Jody Perryman, and they becoming old, so somehow Alzheimer come kick kick in in their in their brain and so on. So they don't remember properly, to be perfectly honest. Keith was very adamant playing Rick in the second game because he thought, I mean, he, had, he was put under an enormous amount of pressure from the press and so on. How can Ricky play after he walked from the team and he went out from the team? I mean, he didn't go to the bench. And, and I will tell you the, the real story of that because when Ricky was substituted in the first game, Ricky thought that he couldn't, he couldn't stay in the bench because in Argentina you can't stay in the bench. The players end up because they, no. make a lot of, they make a lot of aggravation and so on. You cannot stay there. So Ricky went to the, to the dressing room with, with Johnny Wallace. You remember Johnny Wallace was our trainer, wonderful, wonderful man. So Johnny Wallace was there and took Ricky to the, to the dressing room, opened the door, and okay, so uh, uh, Ricky arrived uh, there. Johnny Wallace, sorry, Ricky, but I had to go back. Okay, no problem. So Ricky was alone there. So. He smoked a cigarette, he finished the cigarette and said, what the, what the bloody hell I'm doing here? It's boring here, I'm bored to death. So he went out, you can see it in fact in some, some television. He came back and in, in the, the end was the Manchester City fans. So he was there and imagine the aggravation. You bloody Argentinian bastard, you, you corned beef bastard, all this bloody thing that we hear one or twice before, Ricky, yeah? So he, I said, Ricky said, well, I can't stay here because this is too much. So no worry, I live here. If I, he went, he went back to the to the bench. To the bench. And he saw the the, the rest of the t- mm. um, the rest of the game in the bench. So it was not that he was, uh, he did it like a, like a snap for the team. No, he just felt that he had to go there. Anyway, coming to the second thing, there were a lot, a lot of doubts, and of course, I mean, Keith. Like I said before, he, all the translation got to go through me, so I know what happened. So sometimes I wasn't very funny with my translation, but I'm trying to. And, uh, and they were very adamant. So how Ricky feel? How Ricky feel? And, well, feeling good. I mean, it's good. And, and yes, of course. And, and at the end of the day, I, I will say that he decided the, the day before the game. He never, you look again at the, at, the, at the papers and so on, he never said the team before. Mm-hmm. He never said it the day after, oh, Ricky's going to play the second. No, he never said that. It was the day before he decided it was between Gary Brook, maybe Mickey Azar, or Ricky. And he decided, no, Ricky's going to play the second game. And the rest is history. I mean, the, the I believe no was an easy decision for the manager, you know, because after my first game, uh, the press put quite a lot of pressure on him. Uh, the other day, we have a similar situation. Uh, I say, Keith, thank you, because give me the second, the second chance and everything changed, you know. And I had... I, 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 Make a few decisions in, in the first game. Maybe uh, I walk into the dressing room because uh, uh, it was a very difficult, very unhappy moment for me. You know, the team was losing. Uh, I played badly. And I need to go into the dressing room. I not say to cry, but I feel very, very unhappy. And after I come back to, uh, I have to reckon the best part is sit in the bench and support the team. But uh, my, my first reaction was uh, going to the dressing room uh, and, and after I come back, I, I, I believe was wrong decision, but this happened. And after the game, uh, he say he, the other day, I, I told you after the game, you play next game. 
I don't remember that, but I remember, <laughs> I remember one day he sit and say, you play, Ricky, and thank you. Well, thank God he did. Changed my life in England. Absolutely. I mean, what we, what we almost forget with that replay was a great start you scored. We were actually 2-1 down with, what, 20 minutes to go. And then Crooks scored. I feel sorry for Crooks because he scored two goals in the semi-final, but it's remembered as Ricky's semi-final. He scored a great equaliser in the, fight, in the replay. Yeah, yeah. It's Ricky's final. Yeah. With 20 minutes to go, I mean, I know you told the story a thousand times, but we want to hear it. 10 minutes to go. Tony Galvin gets the ball, runs into sort of blind alley, checks back, gives you the ball. We all remember where we were sitting at the time or we were watching on TV. Yeah, absolutely. What, what on earth was going through your head when you got the ball with, what, six, seven City players in front of you when you received the ball? That many was? <laughs> it's become no, more, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> this question, uh, I try to, to answer the, the, the best, you know, and it's very difficult to explain what happened uh, hmm. during the game when you receive the ball and we attack, you attacking people and score. Is, uh, you have to live that moment, you know? Yeah. It's very difficult to explain what I feel in after I score that goal. Uh, I feel uh, great because uh, the club by Ossie and me and expecting winning something, you know? Uh, and, and in the end, I say, oh, I'm quite happy because I give, I pay some some yeah. money back to the yeah. spare supporter and to the club, you know. Uh, everybody expecting winning. And when we win in something, we are happy all together. The team, the supporter. And this is, was my fair feeling. I give some money back from yeah. the spare supporter. It's, um, it is... Uh, uh, and the... And the second point, I, the second point, I can't, I can't believe you, it's 36 years ago. Yeah, right? my and God. You still this remember. week, yeah. 35. Unbelievable. I have to say thank you again. Well, it's one of the, the iconic moments. It is actually, isn't it? One of the greatest moments in Tottenham I will, I will like to make. I would like to make two comments. To this day, Tony Galvin always said that when he passed the ball to Ricky, he was an assist. <laughs> <laughs> and the other well yeah <laughs> it yeah. was it and was. the other and the other uh, <laughs> content I want to make we have a we have a barbecue with Gaff Crook on last, last in fact seven days ago and and, and, and Gaff arrived and so on you know how he is he's a he's a bit fat right now uh, <laughs> good life <laughs> yeah anyway he said Ricky, I hate you. I said, what? Well, I hate you. I scored in the semifinal. I scored in the final. But now no one remembers my goal. They're all talking about your goals and so on. No one knows. It, that was an, an unsung hero of, 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 uh, of Tottenham to be Yeah, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. you've already and and, 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 of course... All of you remember Gaff Crook's contribution for Ricky's goal. It was kind of like that. And he just kicked the ball when Ricky kicked the ball. <laughs> You've already touched upon the following season where we, I think you're right, we all agree, that was the, the, a better season. I mean, the team was fantastic. Great cut runs, the League Cup final we lost after being a goal up with Archibald. 
I think we finished third that season in a lot of games. Why do you think, I mean, it's very similar to this season, finishing third. Why do you think we fell short that season from winning the league, in, in, in looking back? <laughs> very, very similar. We didn't have the squad, to be perfectly honest. At the end of the day, in the, in the league, we, didn't, we couldn't challenge Liverpool. At the end of the day, in the last, we, we challenged Liverpool all the way. Ipsy was the other big, big team. But we didn't challenge the last week because we didn't have the squad to, to, to compete. We only have basically 11 players. Of the 11 players, I will say, Mickey Asser was absolutely wonderful. So you're talking 12, maybe Marfalco as well. So we only have 13, 14 players. This is, this is what happened at the end, and we pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the next season, something that I've always wanted to ask you. With 82, obviously the Falklands War uh, happened. Uh, it was supposed to be a very difficult and strange time for you both. Try and tell us what you, at the time, were both going through personally and professionally. And we all remember the game is going away and all the chanting and stuff. I mean, I know it was a long time ago now, but can you try and sum up what was both going through your heads at the time? Uh, The the, the first scenes, I don't like war. Uh, I'm a very pacific man. And the, and the second point, <clears throat> nothing to do politics scene with a sports scene. Uh, this is uh, how I treat that moment. Yeah. And the second good thing was the English people treat me uh, brilliant. You know, yes. we talking with, we te- talking with the player and say it's nothing between you and me. It's a problem with the governments uh, or like that. Yeah. But big egos, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't like war. I don't like no, war. Right, if, if I can understand uh, with us in the good scene, m- more difficult is I fighting with him. So uh, this happened in my, in my feeling. And uh, what I tell you before was true. Yeah. The English people treat me brilliant. Yeah, I really felt for you. I really felt for you. Yeah, basically, uh, with Ricky, we were in a kind of impossible situation. Uh, the country that we were born, it was at war against the country that have adopted us. So uh, it, it, was, it was incredibly tough. I mean, we couldn't say anything to the press. The press would change everything, the, Spanish, the Argentinian press, the, the, the English press. So it was incredibly tough. And, and when I saw people dying, doesn't matter what part, I said, the same that Ricky, I mean, no war, no war, no war ever. So uh, it was a, an incredibly unhappy time for us, and and, and of course we, we yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah mate. I mean, obviously, Rick, you remember the uh, there was the Leicester semi-final that you played in, and then you went off to the uh, World Cup, the Argentinian World Cup squad. How difficult was it? Was it your decision or Keith Bosch's decision not to play in the final against QPR? I believe it was a fifty-fifty decision, you know. Uh, what I feeling before the, the final, uh, it, the war is in the worst moment, I think, in this Yeah, it was really at that time. Yeah. And I say, I, I, I don't know who made the decision, but I agree with Keith not to play the final, you know, uh, because I believe it is not the right time, uh, Argentinian player in the pitch or mm. all like that. But true, I don't remember exactly what happened. I disagree strongly with that. I mean, from my point of view, uh, I went to I went to Argentina because it was it had nothing to do with the war. I was 
it was already agreed between the manager, Menotti, and Borgen Show that I was going to go there because we had to defend the title. We, I was going to be there one month before. So, you know, they, after the semifinal, I went there and so on. War was not started, nothing happened there and so on. Coming to the final, coming to the final, it was, it was, in fact, it was pretty tragic. It was one more, once more politics beating football, and it should be the other way around, or politics beating sport. It should be the other way around. Sport beat politics. Ricky should have played because, he's, I mean, he was one of our best players, and, and it was his right to play, and, and the team wanted him to play, so he should, have, he should have played that game. I mean, the following, I mean, it was the pressure. The following January, also, you obviously went on loan to PSG. Mm. And then, Ricky, I mean, your contract was up, and you decided, well, tell us the story. You, you then left Tottenham, uh, or didn't renew a contract, whatever was offered to you. In hindsight, do you think at that time in that career you made the wrong decision and should have stayed at Spurs, Ricky? No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 one second. You're, you are jumping a little bit. I'm jumping. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 1981, 82, so... It came the war, and I, I left to Paris Saint-Germain. I come back. Ricky, Ricky was all the time here, so we played two years more together here. In, and in fact, they were Ricky's best, best year by, by far. He was absolutely wonderful. And he was playing so, so well. And again, we were playing Euro. We were playing difficult win- games and winning. The team was doing incredibly well in the in, in, in local as well, in, in the bread and butter, say. And yes, and Ricky just one day came and said, well, Ozzy, hello, I am going. And you can tell the story from there. This what? But. Well, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, Ricky is very typical. Ricky said, Ozzy, I'm going. So where, are you, where are you bloody going? Well, I'm going to the sun, I'm going to fish, I'm going to play golf, and what about football? <laughs> But you yes, it was a wrong decision, but I, you know, I don't never think a lot when I make decisions. You know, uh, I decide <laughs> going to play in, in in America, especially in Miami, because the weather was super. What else you say? I train in say seven o'clock to nine o'clock in the morning, so I arrive to my home about ten o'clock. The beach was just across the the street. Uh, I have a Lovely time outside football, you know. But it's too late. Was a wrong decision. Uh, the next year, uh, the Miami striker changed the the stadium, going to play in Minnesota, <laughs> <laughs> bit further north. And, yeah. Minnesota was horrible weather as well. I say I don't want to play in Minnesota. <laughs> serious, serious. Uh, the, uh, you have two year contract. You have to play there. And I, in this time, I was in my town in Argentina, and we sent texts or, or like that, no texts in the in the old day. But I said, I don't want to play in Minnesota, and don't. And the club, after six months or eight months, give me free transfer because uh, uh, I, I don't want to play, and they believe what I say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this happened. Uh, I after after that, they send me the the transfer, free transfer. And moved to Colombia. I played one and a half year in Colombia with Valderrama, you know, the lazy player than me. He ran less than me. Ozzy, you, you got. They, they were relegated. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy, before the uh, 84 UEFA Cup final, you were injured. You had quite a bad injury then. 
and obviously you came back and you were on the bench and obviously famously came on and hit the bar hit from the bar. a yard. You hit the bar from one yard? And then Keith... <laughs> it's very difficult. You try. You try that. It's... <laughs> And then Keith, <laughs> this is true. This is true. I don't believe that. I don't. Ricky, yeah. Ricky is I need the, the CD video. Ricky is definitely sleeping in one hotel tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then Keith Birkinshaw, who, who signed you, then left, and then you were part of uh, Peter Shreve's team. What, what's your memory of, of, the, of playing under Peter? Well, he was first. The 1984 UEFA Cup final was. Uh, um, a game of incredibly mixed emotions. In, in one hand, it was absolutely pure joy, pure happiness to win in, in our own stadium, to win the final, to do the penalty in the way that they did it. And, and incredibly sad as well because our manager was leaving. Um, and this is where quite a lot of the problem of Tottenham started, to be perfectly honest. That shows you how good the team was because, I mean, the team, for example, that played the second game, it was a kind of our reserve with respect to the... Sometimes when Mickey Assari here with me, he fell a little bit, but in fact, it's the truth. I mean, Glenn Hoddle didn't play, I wasn't playing, Ray Clement wasn't playing, uh, Perryman wasn't playing, so it was really, really our reserve. And this is how good we were. We were playing a final of a major uh, European championship. We were playing with the kind of our reserve, and we were in the final. We were in the final, and at the end of the day, we won it. And we won it not because, not because of me, not because of, of Glenn or Steve. We won it because, basically, of the rest of the team. But very, very, very especially, Mickey Asser. Mickey Asser was the best player in the, in the final. He was the best player in the semifinal as well. And that shows how good the team was. And, how, how cra crazy you can be to change the manager that has produced all this. He has mm. have produced a wonderful team. Uh, uh, they play with flair, play, I mean, it was wonderful to watch and winning games and so on. Not only that, the squad was starting to be better and better and better all the time. So why change? And a lot, lot of the problem that Tottenham have in the in, in in the subsequent years, it was because of that very very bad decision. Suddenly, it was not the manager like Bill Nicholson, for example. It was not the manager making decision, but it was somebody else. So, uh, and we pay, uh, like I said, it took us quite a long, long time. I would say to to this day, to be perfectly honest, uh, how much it took us to recover. But again, after the. Um after the Shreve team, which I think was, was it the last Spurs team that finished third? I think it was under Shreve, possibly. Um, you were in I mean, you got a hernia operation, you had a bad hernia up, and then you're integral to the wonderful 1987 David Pleat team. What was your memories of, of a very, very different side then? What was your memories of, of, of that team you played under? 1987 was a, oh, another wonderful, wonderful team, full of quality, full of flair. But again, you have a team that have Glenn Hoddle in the team, you more or less, you cannot go wrong too much, to be perfectly honest. But no, it was not only Glenn, it was Clive, he scored 49 goals, and we have uh, Chris Waddle was amazing, amazing player in defense, Gary Mauer and Richard Goff were great as well. So we have an incredibly com competitive team. So uh, yeah, wonderful memories. Unfortunately, something happened, we lost our manager, and the rest is, I don't want to come into that. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. And what was the circumstances then of you leaving Tottenham Hotspur as a player? What was the story behind you leaving? 
I couldn't play anymore in the Terry Venables arrive and after they played, I was I was kind of acting manager for a month. Uh, myself, Ray Clemens, and yeah, well, with Ray basically. And um, so maybe Terry felt Terry Venable felt a little bit threatened by me. Uh, basically, he wanted to have his own team, so he knew that some of the old players had to go. I was not the player that I was before. Um, so uh, at the end of the day, he decided, "Oh, thank you very much," and and. Basically, bye-bye. He did it kind of in a kind of nice way and making feel that I made a decision. But I was going to make a decision anyway because I knew that I could carry on playing maybe in another team, but not in Tottenham. In Tottenham, you had to have certain standard of football that that uh, I, I was not able to play in that way. I mean, you, you then obviously made your name as, as a manager with, I think, Swindon, the Newcastle. I mean, you, you let's face it, you revived Newcastle as a club that season and then West Brom uh, as well. What was the circumstances all of a sudden you've now been offered the Tottenham job in 1993? How how did that come about? I was the manager of West Bromwich Albion and uh, we were promoted and Terry Burnable left or was sacked by by Alan Sugar. Alan Sugar was the chairman and to be perfectly honest, the, the club was in such a bad way at the time, with supporter fighting, with play, <clears throat> players going to Alan Sugar house and um, doing, they, they sit outside the house, for example. I mean, it was an incredible uh, amount of bad feeling. All the club was fighting between themselves. In fact, at the time, there were only, I would say, only two persons that can somehow be the the firefighter to, to put this fire down. One was Glenn and the other one the other one was it was me. Um, Glenn very cleverly decided to go to Chelsea. Mind you, what Ken Bay was there, so I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I and I came to Tottenham. It was incredible difficult circumstances. Um, I immediately put the top top Tottenham team that you can think of, Steve Perryman, my assistant, Pat Jennings, Pat Jennings goalkeeping coach, Chris Hutton, his first job, and so on. So I was very, very aware of the fact that we had to unite the people in Tottenham, but it was not easy at the time. And and we pay a a very, very heavy price. I mean, I knew I didn't have a lot, a lot of time. All this about playing fire front and so on. (laughs) Oh, I like it. Yes, of course. But <laughs> but, but it was right. not true. It was can I can I say something? It was not true because people say, "Oh, you play fire from you, you didn't care about the defense." And so, no, no, no. I, as a player, I was never that like that kind of. Oh, everybody go forward. <laughs> I always trying to to keep the balance. It was kind of my job in midfield to to keep the balance, and I had to keep the balance. It was Ricky Glenn and, and Tony Galvin in, in the midfield. So. But the point, but the, the fire front, it was not really right. I mean, Jurgen Kliman was, yes, a top, top. Uh, he was very, very much a forward and so on. Terry Schering, and as you know, always play Jordan behind. So, so coming back to the fire front, yeah. so it was Jurgen Kliman there. Teddy Sheringham behind. Darren Anderton was a right midfield, right winger. Nicky Bambi, again, he was not the top front front player, not the little Mitrescu and so on. So I, I did want it to, <clears throat> I think it was what was needed in Tottenham was a kind of uh, something different, something, I mean, really, really 
to dare is to do. This is our motto. I mean, to play in the best, best tradition of Spurs, but not knowing that I didn't have the time to do it. So it, but, was, uh, it was very tough. But early on, there was, while you were managing, you had the whole sugar Venables court yeah. case going on while you were managing. And then you mentioned you, I mean, you had Mabbott, oh. Sheringham, Anderton. But early on, they all got injured at the same time. And I, I mean, I know your transfer budget was cut. You had very little money to play with. You brought some players in. What was your philosophy then with what you had to do? What players you then brought in? How did you try and manage things during that? We all remember quite an awful we time have, being a Spurs we fan. Have, we have a lot of very good players. We have Popescu, we have Sol Campbell. Sorry to say that, but Sol... Yeah, he was, Sol, good, he was a good player. Sol at the time was coming very, very strongly. He, after that, he played for England, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he was a very good player. We have Eddie Thorbert in goal, and so we have a, a wonderful squad. But yes, of course, we have a lot of a lot of um, injuries and so on. After saying that, the main main I, I always believe in harmony. To have a successful team, you have to have a harmonious team, like like we have today, for example, in Tottenham. Everybody exactly play they play that way, and everybody knows his job, and they are uh, and they do that. In fact, in this season, for example, there are two teams that were completely different to the rest. Oh, a lot of the other teams, Manchester United, Manchester City, Arsenal, um, Liverpool, a lot of Chelsea, big, big star, but everybody kind of know really, really union between the players. You have Leicester and you have Tottenham play like a team, and of course they were the, the two best teams in the league. Now, Coming back to, to, to my time in Tottenham, it was the same thing. I always believe that it has to be, everything has to be, if you, you, you're fighting against such a powerful opposition, all the other big teams, or, or every, everybody in the league, to be honest, every game is very, very difficult, that you have to be, everybody has to be together, absolutely together, from the chairman to the last supporter, and that was not happening. It was all the time fighting. Terry Venable then became manager of England, and, and he was prohibited to... to, to Come to Wagner Lane in the second season. We have six point deducted. So who are going, who we're going to sign with six point deducted? Six point deducted. We couldn't play the FA Cup and, and plus a big fine and so on. It was they were very very difficult time. In, at I mean, you time. say difficult time, but we all remember the famous five and you know Dimitrescu, Popescu, Bambi, Klinsman. I mean, I remember going to Portman Road uh, midweek game three and like one of the, some of the one of the best forty five minutes I've ever seen as a Spurs fan. But defensively, we were all at sea. Do you think now, in hindsight, tactically, you got things wrong as a manager? Well, <clears throat> Steve Perryman was my assistant manager, so. Uh, you blaming him? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So Steve Perryman was my assistant manager, so I said, look, Steve, we are having some problem defensively, and so, look, we're going to do something. We have training, so, I mean, what about if you look after the, uh, you look after the defensive part of the team, and I look after the, the creation and all the beautiful things. Steve said, I'm very happy to do that. Yes, okay, so, okay, you take Eric, Eric, Eric Torberg, one defender, and God help you. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep the rest of the team. The team we wanted, well, I, want, I didn't want to, how can I put it? For me, the best way to defend is to attack. Yeah, if well. you have the ball all the time, if you are attacking all the time, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you should not, my team, the team that really, really, really um, inspired me was Brazil 1970. Brazil 1970 played with five front players, five number 10, in fact, 
Jairzinho, mm. Gerson, Tostado, Pelé, and Rivalinho, for example. And in fact, the defensive midfield was Clodoado, that was not that defensive. Not to mention the right back and left back, they were all the time going forward and so on. They didn't need to defend. So this mm. is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something, something that we, we achieved already in 91, 90, big, big day to keep working showing that one. Uh, what we achieved in 1981-1982. It's much, much more difficult to do it in England. I mean, Guardiola, for example, now is going to come to, to Manchester City. I would like to see how he's going to achieve this kind of passing, passing all the time. Because to do that in Spain, is, or in international football, is a lot, a lot easier. To do it in the bread and butter of the English league is much, much more difficult. I mean, I mean, I remember it was the Notts County in the League Cup. We, 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 we lost to Notts County. And, and, you know, you, you, you were sacked. Be, being a Tottenham man through and through from 1970 onwards, how devastating was it for you to be shown the door? I wasn't sacked that night, to be perfectly honest. There was a couple of games after, it's, isn't No, there? it was only one game after. We played we play Wehama at home and we beat, we beat them 3-1. So I say bye-bye with a, with a <laughs> wonderful win. I knew it was... <clears throat> oh. Do you think you should have been given more time... In hindsight, do you was, think you would have you would have got that mix right? No, it was a it was a, it was it was a waste of time. It was a waste of time. So it proved later on, it can one manager, another manager, completely different. Joe Grant, even he was our manager. I mean, completely, completely different to me. I want I believe in certain way of playing football. Joe Grant was completely the opposite, but no one was successful, and it was never going to be successful until the team really, really united. This is why, for example, right now, it has been a, this is really, really, we have to be so, so united to support the, the wonderful, yeah. wonderful team that we have right now. Yeah. And hey, yeah, hey, hey. from the manager, from the players. Yes, I am, I am very well aware that we finished wrongly at the end, yes, without a shadow of doubt. That is maybe lack of experience, maybe lack of enough squad or whatever it is. But uh, we have to be incredibly proud of what our team is doing. We have the Golden Boot, we have Deli Ali, Young yeah. Player of the Year, we have three players in the, in the top 11 of the, of the PFA. Uh, it has been an absolutely wonderful season. And not to mention that it promised to be a much, much better season next year. A lot of people... Mm. A lot of people say, a lot of people say, whoa, whoa, next year is going to be the big, the big guys are going to buy players. Yeah, Chelsea had to change all the, all the team, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Manchester City and so on. We, we already have the team. We have the 11 players. We need a little bit. Yeah, right. So we are in a wonderful, wonderful situation. The final, final question for Ozzy Ricky. It's been a fascinating fascinating time with both of you and what we'll do we're going to ask one quick question and then you can uh, quickly queue up and get things signed if that's okay if you just remain here and we'll do the raffle at the same time in order to save time very very quickly you know you're, you're here in front of three four hundred Tottenham fans what does Tottenham Hotspur still to this day mean, mean to you both question to both of you uh, very very important part of my life, you know, is uh, now sometimes it's very talk with you, maybe easy for me to say that, but it's not true. I very, I come in every year, once a year to England, and I meet a spare supporter, and uh, it's, a, it's a big part of my heart, you know, it's very difficult to say. For me, for me, the, 
the only thing to say to everybody, say thank you for remember when we arrive here and yeah. how we play. That is, that is great. That is great. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Ozzy? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the, the, the same thing. I, I think I speak for Ricky and for me. It's right from the beginning when we arrived, we saw this kind of uh, love that uh, all of you supporters have with us, and it was absolutely wonderful. In fact, that inspired us to, to be better, to play better, to give you back what uh, this wonderful love that you gave, you gave us. So it yeah, was absolutely right wonderful. On, That's right. And... And now we have to think about our team next season. Yes. I think there are wonderful times ahead, and, and I hope we share. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Osvaldo Ardiles and Ricardo Villa. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.